Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. And it, it's actually a funny story. We were originally going to come in here and do a podcast having to do with meat eating and vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd actually done a fair amount of research about it. And then last night I went to a restaurant named Abattoir, uh, which specializes in meats. And uh, it's just French for 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 slaughterhouse, yeah. Right, yeah. And so now I find myself uh, at work actually podcasting about toilets. So. Uh, I think there's a natural, natural uh, progression. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about toilets and why not? Because everybody uses them, right? There, there are a couple of things you cannot escape in life, right? You've got to eat, you've got to sleep and you have got to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Pooping, peeing, these, these basic, uh, actions. Uh, it's, it's a part of life and it's, it's so weird that it is an area of technology, um, that is, and physics and physics and health that often uh, is just overlooked because we just don't want to think about it or a lot of us do. Some of us may think about it too much, but uh, but but it's it's there. It's important. And we'll end up like, say, you know, spending a whole decade or more not innovating the toilet, not making changes to it and certainly not rethinking it in any drastic w- uh, way, um, you know, in the same way that a person will choose to ignore um some you know dire health concerns relating their um, toiletry 
encounters. Yeah, and here's what I'm thinking, though. I mean, technology has has touched us in, on every level of our existence, right. and certainly it is happening in the toilet sphere. <laughs> we, we're just maybe not as aware of it because you and I here we we don't live in Japan, right? And that's that's right. like where the toilet plosion is going on, <laughs> if I can coin a new term. Um, but you know, we've talked. I don't about, know if toilet plosion is a new term. You don't think? I think it may have been used before. But, but not. But we're talking about explosions of ideas and, and innovation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Rather than the, the more scatological explosions. Yes. yes. Which are important too. But um. But you know, we've talked about what life might look like in fifty years, particularly if we end up living in vertical cities. And we've talked about the scarcity of land. Um. We now know that um, something like two thirds of the popul- population in 2050 will live in cities, right? Right. Uh, we know that we use a, a land mass the, the size of South America right now to fill our, our food needs. So, um, and we don't have that available to us in the future, right? It's, especially when we have 9.5 billion people living in 2050. So we started to think, like, what, how does that affect us waste-wise? Yeah, also water. Uh, right now, especially in the United States, we... in enjoy clean water pretty much as much as we want, whether we're drinking it or washing the dog with it. Right. And uh, I I found an estimate that the average American uses uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 7,665 gallons of water each year just to flush the toilet. Well, and that doesn't even count agriculture, right? Right. Um, I mean, that there's an immense amount of of water used in agriculture, um, whether or not you're talking about livestock or crops. Right. Um, and again, we, you know, you've, you've got this, um, this massive demand for food, particularly now for, for meat and livestock. Um, but we just don't have the area. So we talked about this in life on the 500th floor a little bit. We talked about vertical cities, this possibility that you'd have vertical farming and, and, and the sort of runoff that would happen there and you'd end up living in Poo Town, right? Right. Downwind of, you know, these stacks, these, you know, 500 floors of, of livestock roaming around. And all the sort of excrement that they produce, um, which is quite a lot, actually much, much more than humans. Yeah, so, if you've ever been to the zoo, you can attest to that. Well, you, yeah. you used to have an affiliation with the zoo. So. I did. I, I worked for a zoo and, um, wow, elephants. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing creatures. Um, so right now we know what happens to, to our sewer waste, right? There's something called sewer sludge. Um, and this is actually, at its best, it's actually the end product of our sewer treatment systems. Um, and it would be like a nutrient-rich fertilizer that we could use on crops. Uh, and again, and it is actually used in the U.S. and Canada as such. But it's actually been banned in some countries because at its worst, which is the more likely scenario, it's a highly toxic waste composed of humans and industrialized waste. Um, so we have this problem right now, like what happens to our poo, um, how was it used? I mean, this is a good idea to try to use it on crops, but knowing all the sorts of nasty stuff that goes into it now, it's not necessarily the the type of um, stuff that I want growing my tomatoes. We should probably talk about the technology that we have right now. Yes. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, the idea of your tomatoes and, mm-hmm. and your toilet. In- instead of uh, having a huge uh, sewage infrastructure between your toilet and your tomatoes. Uh, the, we have this technology for composting toilets, uh, which is pretty basic technology in its more simpler forms. There are different models. You can get uh, these really remarkable looking, uh, like it basically looks like a toilet, uh, like a big square toilet that you just unpack, stick in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, it 
uh, and there's a, I think you add like peat mix and a microbe mix. Yeah. And uh, it basically uh, evaporation takes place because uh, solid waste is only like it's only like 10 percent solid. And the rest is, is all water. Right. 90 uh, percent water. So and tons of bacteria, by the way. Right. And tons of bacteria. Yeah. So the water evaporates. And uh, and then you have that peat mix and the microbe mix in there. Uh, there's like a little crank on the side of the toilet, um, you know, kind of like how they would start, you know, start the old airplanes in the right, movies. Yeah. So you would crank the toilet to uh, to ro- rotate the drum. You know, you'll see people with a composting bin in their backyard mm-hmm. that has some sort of rotation system. So it's the same concept in your toilet. Right, right. And then eventually you're going to have a drawer at the bottom, a um, a finishing drawer that you open up and there is compost in there. It's like basically dirt. Okay. And uh, you take that out and you can dump that on your garden. And then there are, there are models that are a little more complicated that are electric or involve an external tank, uh, a collection uh, tank for this uh, to take place in, an automated uh, um, drum that rolls. But uh, but the, the the technology of it is pretty pretty cool. And yeah, it's very cool. I actually um, used one in a yurt once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I, and I shared this at an editorial meeting, and there were lots of titters, by the way. Oh, yeah. When was this? Um, that I shared it. Yeah, was this like a year ago? Or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You See, they, weren't, the they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Yeah. But I'm telling you, this is pretty cool technology. But like you said, on an individual basis, it makes a lot of sense, right? If you're trying to institute it system wide, it might be a little bit more difficult as a as a solution for all of us. Right. And those guys that laugh, they're going to think they're going to look back on their their laughter, and they're going to feel really stupid once we get all the toilets in this building changed to composting. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we all get yurt housing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've used them as well because you see them uh, popping up uh, like at state parks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really because the the other cool thing is it is more or less self-contained. You don't have to be hooked into a grid or a system to operate. You don't necessarily have to have the electricity coming in. You don't have to have the sewage system going out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. It's uh, it's definitely sustainable. It's a solution. Um, one of the things that you wrote about recently in a blog post was what I like to call the. Um, that Satan's toilet, perhaps. <laughs> the oh yes, the incinerating toilet, uh, yeah. incineration toilets, or fire toilets, as I like to think of them. Yeah. Oh yes, these. Th- this was something I did not know existed until un- until just yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. When uh, I, I forget what made me think of this, but I was suddenly it entered my mind. Hey, I wonder if there are any toilets that burn everything up. Because that you were thinking, like, what's my worst nightmare? Sitting on a toilet <laughs> with flames in it. Well, no, no, that's not my worst nightmare. But okay. um, jeez. But it just, I, I kind of figured, well, surely someone has thought of this, and lo and behold, they have. They've mm-hmm. been around for decades. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I think there were some early designs that you know showed up, like sort of the when the you know in the steam age when everyone was getting excited about uh you know t- technology changing our lives. And sure enough, there's some people that are like, we can we can take these uh. The, our toilets and basically turn them into little furnaces that we poop into. And, and that's kind of the idea of incineration toilet. Um, I would, if, if you do a Google search for poop into the fire, uh, <laughs> sort of a, a play on um, the chorus to the Duran Duran song. Yes, I thought that was what you were going for. <laughs> Best blog title ever, by the way. Yeah, if, if you do that search, you'll find this blog post. And in it, there's a video that actually does a great job of showing how these things work, even mm-hmm. though it's the weirdest video you've ever seen uh, promoing a uh, commercially available product because it's like there's... For, for one thing, uh, the, the, the incineration toilet in the promo video is padlocked shut. Yeah. Because, I mean... You, Basically, whatever you put in there, you pull a trigger and it is incinerated. So you don't, you wouldn't want a child to play with this. And if you were leaving one of these at a remote, remote location, you wouldn't want just anybody coming in and 
burning stuff in your toilet. Well, it's it starts very ominously, right? Because you see this woman and she's got like this keychain of like a thousand janitors. There's like yeah. a thousand keys <laughs> on there, and you know, and each it, to a different incineration toilet in this strange underground complex. Yeah, it's like she's this inhabiting. eastern block um, underground bunker, and she starts talking about the toilet. And um, as you point out, and actually, um, editor Allison Lattermilk pointed out too, at some point her shoes go missing. Yeah, during this video. I, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, you, she start, you see her on the toilet, she's got shoes on, and then, you know, they cut to, like, later on. It's a very graphic video, by the way. Not with her, but actually the contents of the yeah, toilet. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, there is flaming poo in the video. Because, it's, yeah. I mean, the product itself flames poo, and there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no, um, there's no faking that, I guess. They yeah. couldn't, you know, just put in something, uh, some facsimile of poo. It might have been a facsimile of poo and just a really good one. I don't know. Yeah. But, at any rate, um, yeah, she unlocks the toilet. Uses it, then they do this cool animation where they show exactly how it works and all, and uh, and it incinerates it all. I mean, all the water evaporates, all right. the, all everything. It just turned to ash, and then you'll have an ashtray at the bottom that you remove and then dump. Right. And if you are in the military and you've ever been in a military camp with these, you're familiar with them, or they they were found on trains as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a, a good solution, but the problem is is that you can't. You still have it's a waste product that you have to get rid of. Now, the volume has been greatly decreased, but you still have this ash, and you cannot, um, well, they don't advise you to use it in crops, and you have to throw it away. Yeah, and, and there, there are a few, I mean, obviously the advantages are, you don't, again, you don't have to be hooked into, well, you need to be hooked into, uh, slightly into a grid on this one, because you need, it either, either needs to be electronically uh, powered or mm-hmm. gas powered, so That's right. you'll need that, but you don't need water. Um, you don't have to worry about freezing temperatures, this, there's nothing in here that's going to freeze up. Yeah. But uh, incineration destroys nutrients in the waste, making the ash inadequate for replenishing soil. Um, you know, there's the energy usage, uh, but then there are disadvantages as well. Um, the in- incineration destroys waste nutrients uh, in in the waste, making the ash inadequate for uh, soil replenishment. Mm-hmm. And, and again, generally, it's just going to require energy. You got to be hooked into gas or you have to be hooked into um, uh, an, you know some sort of electrical grid or battery operated in order to power the flame. Yeah, and some models can't be used while incineration cycle is in process. So right. this is probably not going to work for a household with like 10 people in it in one bathroom. Right. And the uh, the sites I was looking at also really advise that a child should never use one of these things. Alone. Yeah, fire, children, poo, really mm-hmm. bad combo. Uh, we should probably really talk very quickly about vacuum toilets. Oh, yes. These are the everyone who's ever flown on an airplane and has been brave enough to use the restroom has encountered these. Because basic, <laughs> basically how it works, is, again, is you, you use the restroom and then you awkwardly get up out of your seat and, right. and struggle to position yourself around so you can look down in the toilet. Because we'll get to that in a second. Because you, I if mean, you're a male, no, well, yeah, that's right. If you're if you're sitting, well, oh, never mind. Yeah, wait, <clears throat> yeah, you, yes. So you're trying to get yourself on the toilet. Yes, yeah, so you have to get on the toilet, use the toilet, then get up, turn around, look down in the toilet. And then you have to flush it. And then when you flush it, you feel like all the air around your head. It's like sucked out. And there's this moment where you you can imagine yourself like pitching forward and just being taken down through the tubes and injected from the outside of the airplane. Well, I was about to say, and it really plays into that rational fear. You've got clowns and you've got the toilet that's going to suck you out into the ether. Yeah. Well, see, with me, I was more always more afraid of things coming up from the toilet. I guess it was because I remember being a kid. Not renting horror movies, but walking down the aisle and seeing, um, like, uh, like VHS covers for, I think it was like Ghoulies was the, 
was the series, and mm-hmm. the cover always had like some really cheap looking like monster puppet coming out of a toilet. <laughs> and uh, and and I think I've subsequently seen like a clip, and they're just horrible, poorly made films. But but at the time, it's like, yeah, I don't want something to come up out of the toilet at me. And then a few years ago, it happened. Something came up out of the out of the toilet. At when I was not in there using it, it was sewage. It, really did. it was sewage backing oh, okay. up, but it was horrifying. I thought you were going to say it was a rat or an alligator. No, but I have heard of rats. Yeah, a rat. That, and that's just an entirely different yeah. podcast, I think. Um, because rats, I mean, they're they're going to outlive us, right? Um, but I wanted to talk really quickly about the why you would want to use a vacuum toilet outside yes, of yeah. a, a um, airplane if you could, right? You'd have to have the right conditions. You'd have to have the suction. But they use very little water, which is very mm-hmm. important, right? Especially if we're talking about the year 2050 and there's perhaps not a lot of water to go around. Um, they can flush in any direction, including upward. And because they don't have a lot of pipes that they have to, you know, draw down the waste. You don't have to worry about the infrastructure um, of placing a toilet somewhere. I mean, you can't just place one anywhere. You still have to have uh, the right technology, but it's a lot more mobile. Yeah. So all you would need is uh, some sort of vacuum device, air air pumps, uh, et cetera, to make this happen. Right. Right. Um, so those are that's what we have right now. But we've got some really cool things that are in the works right now that we could possibly have in the near future. Yes, and we will get to these right after this quick break. This presentation is brought to you by Intel, sponsors of tomorrow. And we're back. All right. To the future. To the future. With Here we are. Okay, so... The future holds some really cool stuff, and one of the one of the things I wanted to talk about is NASA, right? And, oh yes. Okay, NASA. We we are benefits, whether or not we know, uh, beneficiaries of their technology. It always trickles down to us. So I just want to start with that point. I mean, invisible braces, memory foam, ear thermometers, uh, cordless tools. These are all things that started with NASA research and development. Yeah, and Velcro. Velcro, yes, eventually came to the marketplace. So it stands to reason that some of their solutions for getting rid of waste may come to us very soon. And in fact, some of them are actually in use in various ways right now. Right. And they will spend a lot of money on the space toilets because, because again, everyone has to use the restroom, especially astronauts. <laughs> yeah. International Space Station, that toilet, $19 million. Yeah. And oddly enough, that is only the second uh, most expensive toilet in the world. Oh, because there's probably one made out of gold somewhere. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeopardy, you just won. <laughs> um, so what they're really good, though, about is trying to figure out um, how to do uh, do more with less, right? And how to actually reuse materials and recycle. So they have been converting waste into water. And they've been doing this by desalinating urine by osmotic pressure and then running it through a charcoal filter. Uh, and then sort of like, voila, there you, you've got your tap water. And this is really magic for anyone li- like myself who grew up reading the Dune books. Uh, because, in, in of course, in the Dune books, they have the, the uh, freemen have these still suits that uh, converts their, their waste uh, water back into drinkable water, which they slurp through a straw in their, yes. in their suit. And so there, you know, lots of sci-fi uh, geeks like myself have been just craving to drink urine out of our own still suit <laughs> for ages. And and this is now we're just a little closer. Well, yeah, it's, it's very possible right mm-hmm. now. And in fact, in Orange County, California, they are using this process, but they're doing it underground and they're having the water hang out a little bit longer underground mm-hmm. so that people don't uh, psychologically they can sort of cotton to the idea better that they're 
drinking their clean urine. Well, I think we should all get used to the idea that water we're drinking may have at some point been urine, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's just a a sort of a modern fact of life. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know, whether or not you know it, right? Um, So... Right now, that's this is a technology that they're using, and it's very possible that this is going to be used in toilets in the future, right? Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is something that could be easily retrofitted into to toilet technology. Yeah, the technology is out there. It's 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 going to streamline in the future, and we're going to need it as our water demands increase. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like you have your water cooler in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this, you know, we could even have very low tech versions of this. And I'm sure that there are some DIYer out there who has already done this. So, uh, email us because we want to hear from you. Um, uh, but there are so many different toilets on the market right now, as we had talked about in the beginning of the podcast, Japan is, is really running with this. Right. They, um, they have a number of models that are just, um, amazing. And then also just kind of weird odd to us culturally right well yeah but then also but they also sort of tie into our general weirdness about toilets you know that uh, there's certainly this idea that let's not think about toilets and by not thinking about it we don't innovate it but then there's also this this reality where it's like i want to think less about toilets so let's make toilets more amazing till eventually we just have robots that we poop into in the future (laughs) <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. And yeah, Japanese are pretty, uh, what we would think is, is hypersensitive about hygiene. So it makes sense that they've put a lot of thought into this so that they can have, so to speak, a better outcome on the other end. Um, and one of these really cool innovations, though, is what I like to call a doctor in your toilet. Oh, yes. Which, um, but before we, we talk about the advanced version of this, I'm reminded of, uh, 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 so my wife was telling me about like well, once when she was uh, doing a study abroad thing in uh, Prague, uh, she encountered these uh, her whole group were encountering these toilets that had like this little shelf, like there's this little shelf that you do your business onto, and then when you flush, the water washes everything off the shelf in a way. And oh, so, wait, so it's so almost like a colander for your for the solids. No, well, no, it's like a like a little shelf. Like imagine that you it's like a little platform. But it's sorting out. I guess it's okay. it's it's like the center stage, like uh, you know, at the Met, and uh, and and the the waste goes onto that stage, and then you know everybody watches it. But then when the curtain closes, the water flushes everything away. And oh, okay. uh, so I looked into it, and they're they're called washout toilets, and informally they're called German toilets because you still find them sometimes in Germany and Austria. And uh, it's a little sketchy on the reasoning for this, but it seem it seems like the idea is that as humans we or we have this need to look at what we've done uh, in the toilet. What we think? Well, this is a whole Freudian idea yeah. that we've created this thing, right? Yeah, and we're really proud of it. Well, or but on a very basic level, I mean, your stool tells you a lot about what's happening inside your body. Uh, I mean, okay. you know, yes. I mean, we've all. Well, I don't know if we all have, but a lot of people have have had uh, different health diagnostics done where you've had to supply a stool sample. And that's why they're not just, you know, they're not just weird. They need to analyze it. And on a very, on a very basic level, we can look at our stool and say like, well, I'm not doing too hot because that is, that is embarrassing. You know? Yeah. Well, anybody who's familiar with Dr. Oz knows that he is a big proponent of examining your excrement. Right. And has even talked about uh, not just examining it, but while you're doing it, assessing it. And in his, uh, his idea of the best excrement that you could how do i say uh you could give your toilet is one that 
would dive into the water like Greg Lugan- Luganus. That's no. him, not me. See, this makes me think of um, The Road to Wellville. Yes. With uh, Anthony Hopkins' yeah. awesome um, portrayal of the, of, uh, of the Kellogg. Kellogg's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he's talking about his diet is such that his uh, stool comes out uh, like a like a hard biscuit with that's odorless and uh, and and perfect. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is there. It turns out that there is an ideal poop. Huh. Yeah. And it would go into the water like Greg Lucanus. Very little splash. <laughs> so everybody wanted to know, I'm sure. But um, Dr. Oz is really big about that. And he says, like, you can look at your your uh, excrement and you can assess your health just like you're talking about. Right. So it makes sense then to design a robot that you poop into that analyzes the poo for you so you don't have to look at it. Which is essentially what we're talking about in the intelligent toilet. Yes. Uh, this is made by a Japanese company called Daiwa House. And actually, Toto, which is big in the toilet industry, um, helped with the technology. But it provides urine analysis. It takes the user's blood pressure and body temperature and measures their weight with an inbuilt floor scale. Wow. Yeah. So this is really cool because... Uh, this is a great way to get a readout of what's going on in your body at that time. Um, Toto's engineers actually developed a receptacle inside the basin, and that's what collects the urine for sugar content and temperature checks. And um, there's also an armband that monitors your blood pressure. So obviously that's how you're you're getting your blood pressure, not from your waist, but, you know, just a little add-on there. Yeah, I could very well see this technology, uh, uh, you know, spreading through, uh, you know, um, uh, medical clinics around the states, you know? Yeah. Instead of going in and having this awkward thing where it's like, all right, here are a few different cups, fill these up with your, um, your, your leavings and then, uh, stick them in a bag for us. Uh, you could just have this smart <laughs> toilet that'll, right. you know, they'll just say, Hey, come prepared, use our toilet and we're good. Well, the current model, actually, your data is sent automatically to your personal computer and then you can email it to your doctor. But the next generation model, and this is according to phys.org.com article, Japan high toilet uh, high tech toilet makers flush with success. Nice pun. Uh, the next generation model will, um, actually automatically send your results to family members and to doctors via the internet. Huh. And it's actually capable of storing the data of up to five people. Wow. And you could probably get some sort of Twitter app put on that as well. <laughs> well, there's, there's actually a, a website that was, yeah. uh, that just tracks the number of tweets that, uh, relate to, um, toiletry. Activities. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of like a hashtag right now, like Luganus. Yeah. Um, success or something like that. This podcast really is a, a minefield of, of potential jokes. I keep, <laughs> they keep passing me by and I just know that we don't have I enough know, time. I know to, we don't. It's not fair. Yeah. We can't give them, um, their due. But this toilet, in case you're interested in it, retails for about four to five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Atoto is also involved in a few other really, um, classy toilets that, uh, I mean, these are really should be the, the toilets of the stars. If you're using something made out of gold, you're just wasting your time. They are the toilet of the stars. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Ryan Seacrest. Oh, he got okay. one for his birthday, and it's a $6,000 toilet that has all sorts of bells and whistles. Okay. Is this the, the wash the Washlet uh, S400 by Toto? I, I don't know what okay. model it is, but it's pretty fancy. All right. Well, yeah, this is the one that has uh, it has built-in massager, seat heater, bidet. Massager? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. like I guess it's like... You know, if you need your butt massage while you're on the toilet, uh, warm air drying settings, air purifier, um, self cleaning. The uh, li- there's a sensor that uh, that sees that you're coming, and it'll go ahead and open and close the lid. Yes. Yeah. I, I know a lot of the the, um, the the wives and significant others out there really. I was about to say about if that. it returns it to the horizontal position, that really <laughs> I think would improve a lot of relationships out there. There's uh, there's also uh, Kohler's Numi 
toilet is uh, is really impressive. It also has self uh, opening and closing lid, uh, self cleaning bidet, uh, which bidet, of course, anyone that doesn't know, this is like a water hose that cleans you after. Not really your water hiney. hose, your hiney. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you go to Thailand, um, you'll find that, and probably other places as well, the uh, most toilets have a vegetable sprayer, like in your kitchen, that's sort of part of the setup there. So it's kind of form of a bidet, more of a manual bidet. Uh, I got gotcha. you, yeah. yeah. Um, a shower bidet, sort of. Which makes sense. It really makes the, you know, not having one uh, seem kind of crude. Uh, but no, this model also has... Uh, uh, yeah, adjustable bidet with controls for temperature and water pressure, heating elements, illuminated panel for nighttime visits, a built-in speaker system that connects to a remote docking station. So I guess it's so you can bring your your uh, your iPhone or your iPod in with you and just plug it in, so you can you can have your own music. Um, you would you never have to, to leave your bathroom. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, deodorizing element that sucks air uh, from the bowl through a charcoal filter, and of course everything's uh, tied into a touchscreen. So yeah, and there's actually something called a function called otohime. Which literally means princess of sound, and it produces a flushing sound to cover bodily noises. So again, I, there's this preoccupation, <laughs> preoccupation with the uh, our our body and what it does in the Japanese culture and how best to obfuscate that. <laughs> I went to high school with this uh, uh, girl named Sarah, who who may or may not be listening, uh, but um, uh, Sarah went did some sort of a um, uh, like te- teaching English as a second language deal in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, she encountered one of these fancy toys, and this was like, I guess, seven years ago, yeah. maybe more. I don't know, but uh, but you know, she didn't know what all the buttons were. Like a few were like clearly uh, low flush versus high flush, yeah. Which is another nice in- innovation that we've seen uh, become more and more dominant, uh, even here in the states. Right, so choosing how much, water. Yeah, yeah, how much water you need per, um, you know, what needs to flush down. But then there were other buttons. Uh, one of them produced the artificial flushing sound. Yeah. And the idea here is so instead of wasting the water to create a flush sound to hide the sound of your your um, excretion, then, uh, you know, you just push this button and it'll play the sound. Yeah. Uh, but then there was also a button that she pushed and uh, the police showed up. So, oh, my God. Yeah. While she was in the restroom? I think it was like, a you know, an emergency button in case there's some, something wrong. Okay. So yeah. that, that would be the, for me, okay, clowns, um, the second irrational fear getting sucked out uh, of the airplane through the toilet. And third, being arrested on the toilet. <laughs> That's a problem there. Um, so, I mean, there you go. I mean, these are some very interesting innovations. Yeah. I should add that I don't think she was caught on the toilet. I think she was leaving the toilet when the police came in. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. yeah. And this is hardly much of an innovation. Um, I mean, it's an innovation, but it doesn't really... It's not game changing, even though it is a game. Uh, Sega ha- uh, has been installing this toilet, this T O Y L E T uh, game in Jap- Japanese urinals, uh, which is basically, um, I-, I guess the idea is like little boys, especially, will just pee everywhere unless you, you make them focus. <laughs> and one right. way to make them focus is via a video game. Okay. Uh, where the, uh, you know, the, the way that you're peeing, you sort of pee into a little video game controller and it, uh, I'm just thinking that for, for all the gamers out there, including <laughs> yourself, it's got to be probably um, an actually a good solution for when you don't want to get up and uh, and pause the game, like if you're in the moment, <laughs> right? Well, I think that's called uh, just wearing a diaper. Uh, yeah, the hardcore right. gamers again. NASA, thank yeah. you. The yeah, the adult super absorbent diaper. But this has been around for a while because I think they've had like 
their their readers will have to, I mean, listeners will have to uh, write in. But uh, but I believe there have been a number of uh, of cruder versions of urinal games where you you pee on something and it makes a ball go up in the urinal. Or yeah, something. and of course there are advertisements. So that's that's the impetus. They're really for having that technology. Is yeah, you can get whatever you're selling out there in front of um, a, a captive audience, so to speak. Now we've been talking about innovations, uh, you know, modern approaches to the toilet. But but what's really interesting is that. Some of the best ideas we might uh, be able to employ regarding our toilets are old ideas. Well, I mean, I actually thinking about this. Okay, you've got these great things, especially with the medical toilet that can tell you, you know, what's happening in your body, so on and so forth. You've got all the different innovations, but it turns out that we've been doing it all wrong regardless. And what I'm talking about here is popping a squat, (laughs) Uh, which is the most natural thing in the world uh, because we did not evolve to set on little chairs with holes in them. Yeah, it's very Victorian poop. if yeah. you think about it, right? I'm going to sit here and pretend like I'm not going to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, you're right. The pop in a squat is really what we are supposed to do and what we are engineered to do. And there's a great article on Slate.com by Daniel Lametti called Don't Just Sit There. And he actually goes into this, uh, the reasons why. Yeah, he points out that um, the, 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 the modern... Chair-based flushing toilet. That really dates back, dates back to the late 1500s, and um, and uh, you, you, back before that, you just have generations upon generations of people, as you say, popping a squat. Uh, and to, to this day, I mean, most uh, you, you definitely have. The, if anyone has ever traveled uh, to the into the east, uh, if you've if you've gone to you know Thailand. Um, well, and throughout Europe, too, and throughout I mean, Europe, yeah, yeah, you'll encounter these uh, these squat toilets, mm-hmm. which are. Just describe one for us. Uh, hole in the ground. Yeah. Well, it's some porcelain added. I mean, it's well, not, there's you know. a tile work usually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it makes you realize that there are 80 year olds that are using all their muscles in their thighs to, to do this act and who are probably a lot more stronger than, than some of us, um, some of us 30 somethings in America here. Yeah. And there are a number of, uh, of arguments too that this is the, again, we evolved to squat and use the restroom. We didn't evolve yeah. to set on, on a chair and do it. So, so there are all these arguments for, for different, uh, uh, different ways that squatting is, is a healthier option. Right. Like um, hemorrhoids is a really right. good example. This yeah. is a very modern thing, hemorrhoids. Yeah, because if you're squatting, you're not straining as much. Right. And straining is one of the key, uh, causes of, of hemorrhoids. Uh, you'll see also people will get into whole arguments about, uh, the removal of impurities, about, uh, you know, even tying it in with cancer. And some mm-hmm. of those claims are, are, um, are less explored. But, um, but there's and, and then there's also the idea that that uh, when our thighs press against our our gut, right. that's also aiding uh, in excretion. And I believe they they did some some timing in this one uh, uh, one bit of research that uh, uh, Lametti uh, cites here, which which found that it's like if you're if you're squatting, you mm-hmm. can go in about like fifty seconds, yeah, and uh, fifty three seconds, something like that. Uh, but if you're using a, tr- a traditional Western toilet, then it's going to be like twice that. Right. And it makes sense to, I mean, I was actually thinking about the, the yoga pose, happy baby, which oh, stimulates yes. your digestion. And it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're just doing it on your back. I um, always fall over on my side when I do happy baby. Me too. Yeah. And it makes my spine feel weird. I it's don't know. Odd. It's an odd pose. Your happy baby's crazy baby, <laughs> I think. Uh, but it points back to this whole fact of the matter is, is that we do have, a, uh, again, certain engineering that helps us with us. Um, so I don't know. What do you do? Do you retrofit your toilet? It's very possible. You can actually put a platform yeah. on your toilet. 
Wait, is this called the East-West toilet? Um, I, well, no, this is the, um, there are a number of different devices out there. There's yeah. one that basically looks like a little ladder that you, uh, you kind of clamp on and it gives you like kind of a squat plate on okay. top of a traditional toilet. But then there are, are also more expensive models that are kind of an S, East meets West toilet. Okay. Which can be sat upon, but can also be squatted upon. Though you're really, Depending you're on the mood. Yeah. But you're asking the person who's squatting on it to like squat on an ele- elevation. So it, it yeah. looks kind of, it still looks kind of tricky. I'd feel a little, um, you know, put out if I was having to squat up there on top of something. I was going to say, it's not floor. something I'd want after three beers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's also worth noting when we're looking back at the history of toilets, uh, we, people often look at the Roman toilets, uh, which we still see remains of, and they look like, uh, throne t- style toilets. Uh, and it's apparently unclear whether or not they sat on these. Mm-hmm. That's more of the traditional idea. It's possible they squatted on them, but, uh, but they were basically elevated, they think, because you have like a, latrine of raw sewage down there and they just that just, makes sense yeah, yeah. It's just and better then also to be the, elevated above that the chamber pot too right it would make yeah. sense that that would evolve into something that um became something you sat on yeah rather than squatted over so there you go that's that's the scoop on the poo and the, and the <laughs> toilets and innovations it's a lot to think about yeah there's um if nothing else yeah hopefully we've We've just stirred up some conversation about this, uh, about this, this idea and, uh, and what is the toilet, how we've, we've gotten to the point that we've, uh, we've arrived at with it and where do we go with it in the future? How can we improve on it? Uh, how can we fix the errors that we've made, uh, or the possible errors that we've made and, uh, and come out on the other side with something that's sustainable, healthy, et cetera. That's right. Yeah. Well, let's bring that mail on. Yeah, I have uh, one quick email since we uh, went a little long on this, uh, mostly because it was funny, I think. Um, but uh, a reader by the name of Richard writes in. Richard says, hey, guys, just sending a message to say I love the podcast and keep them coming. I also have one small correction for you. I can't remember exactly which podcast. I think it may have been Lying Robots and the Lies They Tell. Anyway, I believe Robert said that uh, Devon was a town in the U.K., uh, it's not a town. It's a it's a county which is similar to your states, except not as big. I'm not sure if this has been corrected or not, uh, as I'm a bit behind in your podcast and I'm trying to get up to speed. Keep up the good work, Richard. P.S. I'm from Surrey in the U.K., which is which is another county. Um, yes, I believe I wrongfully um, identified the spot. I, basically, I think what I meant to say was uh, it was uh, Marlowe, because I looked this up. It's the town of Marlowe. I don't know how I got uh-huh. Devon and Marlowe confused. But, yeah, Marlowe is a little town on the Thames that's uh, really gorgeous and has this wonderful old church and a cemetery right down there by the water. So, so yes, Marlowe, not Devon. Cool. There we go. So, hey, if you want to uh, discuss anything with us, uh, if you want to share links to cool toilet innovations that you've discovered, <laughs> come to our Facebook page and do just that. We are Blow the Mind on Facebook, and you also find us on Twitter as Blow the Mind. And we update both those feeds uh, pretty regularly and uh, uh, you know, populate them with all sorts of cool links and comments. And you can also email us any sort of toilet shenanigans you've run into with your own toilet innovations at BlowTheMind at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. 
Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.